I'm Damien Fowler. And I'm George Sluffo. And welcome to this edition of The Current Podcast. The Current is your deep dive into the future of TV, media, and data privacy. All explained in plain English. We talk to the biggest names in digital marketing. And today we'll hear from John Kaplan, a former Google search exec and now chief revenue officer at Pinterest. The 11-year-old platform that started out as a digital pin board for users who wanted to share creative ideas, everything from recipes to design to fashion. And you know about that, George. <laughs> Today, the company is bolstering its e-commerce capabilities to make it easier for its 450 million plus users who visit its platform each month to shop. Pinterest isn't a social media platform, and John can walk us through why that's the case. Pinterest is about yourself. It's about ideas for you. It's also about your future. That's the distinction between um, what what most people would call social media and how we think about um, the purpose of Pinterest. I remember writing about you, John, in when you were hired at Pinterest in 2016. Back then, it was acceptable to call you guys an image bookmarking service. You guys are now known as a visual discovery search engine. Can you talk a little bit about your background at Google and how that kind of ties into being called a quote unquote visual discovery engine? I had 12, you know, a wonderful years at, at Google. You know, I started uh, there in 2003 and I really described my time at, at that company in kind of a, a number of different phases. But you know, all of them building up new businesses. What I saw in Pinterest was something that I thought was really complementary to what Google offered. There was really high intent on the platform. But again, it was intent that was really different than what, what people typically come to um, search engines like Google or, or a place like Amazon. You know, those places are, are really good when you know what you want and you're looking for the specific place to buy it or the product specs or the right price, the exact thing. You know, Pinterest is more about you are in the market for something that you want to be able to go do, but you're not exactly sure what products are going to fit into that or what brands are going to be right for you. Or you may not even know your personal style. You know, we have people who who are really, really intent on on doing something or buying something, but they, they can't describe it in words. But when they see it, they know exactly that that's their style, that's their preference, that's their taste. And I think that's really a, a really unmet need in the market where we can help you understand what your preference is. And as you use the service more and more, we get a better view of what your interests are and what your style and your taste is. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, a perfect example of that. A few years ago, I know when my wife was shopping for a wedding dress uh, a few years back, she was on there looking for inspiration. And I know that that's a word you use a lot, inspiration, and Pinterest is a source of inspiration for many. Um, but it wasn't necessarily about uh, commerce at that point, but that's evolving now. Could you sort of address that and talk about how the platform is evolving, tying inspiration in with shopping? We want to be a, a place with the most inspiring uh, ideas and the most inspiring people sharing those ideas. If you kind of take a step back to, to, to our history, you know, content was brought onto the platform from users. 
And those users would curate ideas from across the web, and then they would save those ideas onto Pinterest. And one of the big shifts we're making right now is to formally introduce this notion of creators. And we're asking media companies and influencers and individuals to publish directly onto Pinterest. And so it's a big shift. I know a lot of platforms are focused on creators right now, um, but this is a huge shift for, for Pinterest. And then the question is, how does shopping kind of fit into that? And I think there's a, a strong intersection between the two, to be honest with you, because um, what, what we're seeing is that people who are looking for ideas, they want to be able to, to buy the things they find. We've taken some of the first steps to help them do that by uh, first uh, getting all of the product catalogs ingested into Pinterest that uh, from retailers directly and through partnerships like Shopify. And now we have hundreds of millions of products that are in our corpus and that we can surface in the right places. And one of those places will be through creator uh, content, through idea pins that are tagged with shoppable images, um, shop shoppable products. And another, another version of that though is, is new surface areas like the shop tab that enable people to go directly into this visual discovery shopping experience um, if that's exactly what they want to do. So there's kind of like two, two paths that a user could take. They could go down that path of just getting the most inspiring content from creators and then taking kind of an off-ramp to a shopping experience, or they can go directly into um, this curated shopping experience that's personalized to them uh, through our shop tab. You know, the creator economy is, uh, you know, the thing now everyone's talking about. And of course, it's sort of driving social media in many ways from TikTok to Roblox to even when I think about Spotify, we talked to uh, the last season, expanding their indie podcast. So, so it's more competitive, that space than ever. What are the sort of challenges for you in this space as, as a lot of social media platforms kind of lean in to the creator economy? What's most important for us um, is to differentiate that experience um, because you know Pinterest is different. The creator experience needs to be different as well. We want our creator effort to be focused on how do we get the most inspiring ideas and get the expertise from those creators so that when people come to Pinterest looking for ideas to do in the future, they can connect with the with the creators that are right for them. So we want to create these kind of meaningful connections and engagement between um, creators and their communities. Our, our goal is not to just make it frivolous time spent with a creator. It's still very purposeful. Um, it's still intended to get you off of Pinterest to go do those things in your real life. I think that the, the other part of that that's important is to ensure that the environment maintains this positivity that we've that we've curated over the years. And so one of the things that we've launched is something called the Creator Code, which is a code, kind of a code of conduct um, for creators and, and an agreement that they sign um, that talks about staying positive, that talks about um, being productive and talks about um, how we want them to show up. And so I think that's a really meaningful um, a difference between uh, our platform and maybe how others are, are thinking about creators. Generally speaking, you know, you guys have your hands in, in so many different things. You're, you're in some ways, you're a search engine. You're also a commerce platform. You're also 
this place that people go for inspiration. Who does the market view as a rival to Pinterest? Because I I can't put my thumb on it. And uh, an answer you're not going to be able to say is, you know, we don't view anyone as our competition. We're so unique. So um, generally speaking, who does the market view as Pinterest's competition? I go back to what is the mindset of the individual when they're on different platforms. And and that's a place where I will say, I don't think there's any competition because I think that people coming to Pinterest looking for ideas for themselves is something that is totally unique in the marketplace. That being said, it would be um, it would be naive to say that Instagram and TikTok don't have some elements from a content perspective, from a format perspective that are um, that are similar to to Pinterest. And so we compete with with those two platforms, I would say, in particular for for the time spent. But I, I still think that the the mindset and the quality time spent um, for a, a very specific purpose and not just to scroll through that content, I think is um, uh, remains a, a really unique differentiator for Pinterest. You guys recently launched Pinterest TV. Can you talk about the incremental reach that launch enables when it comes to finding users? And what extent is CTV helping to drive that? Let me um, start by saying that this is, this is part of kind of a, a broader set of initiatives to help Pinterest shop on the platform. This is um, really anchored on what are some of the more innovative ways that we can bring shopping to the fore so that um, as people are, are engaging with, with the platform, they can, they can get to um, the shoppable experience as quickly as possible. I would say there's probably three things that are meaningful in that shopping space, including Pinterest TV. First is this creators-led effort. The most important thing that we're doing there is we're starting to connect the dots between a creator story, an idea, and the shopping experience that's uh, attached to that. So now creators can tag all the products inside of their story and all of those products can become shoppable. The second thing is just some of the technology that we're enabling to make the shopping experience just more innovative. You, you probably saw our try-on experience in shopping against eyeshadow and lipstick. We had, uh, for lipstick and eyeshadow, 10,000 shoppable shades and that was on 48 million beauty pins. So these were, these were really, really big executions. And then finally, yes, live streaming, we think is a really big opportunity for our, our creators and for our pinners. And so Pinterest TV is in the very, very early stages of that. But this is a, a new kind of curated original series that will happen every day, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. And it features some really interesting creators. Uh, we have an Olympic athlete, Tom Daly, and you may have seen fashion designer uh, Christian Siriano uh, do this as well. But they're bringing their expertise, again, not just their celebrity. And, um, and the idea here is to have some of these be just original programming and some of them be shoppable, the shoppable video um, shows. What are you guys doing, you know, like, like to attract, you know, talented creators to your platform 
when like the landscape is is pretty fragmented and the competition is quite frankly it's 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 really fierce uh to attract those talents so like what's going on there well i think the starting point when you talk to creators they want to they want to build their audience they want to build their community their con- the connections with their fans and the people who um who love their content so the f- the first thing that we're doing is and it's very foundational but it's allowing people to follow specific creators you know, the following model was not something that Pinterest had before. And so just putting that foundation in place gives, um, gives us just that, that basic uh, currency for them to connect with their, with their communities. And that being said, what they're excited about is they've got over 400 million people that they've never tapped into before. And so they're really excited about the opportunity to um, both reach these people, but reach it with this differentiated value proposition of expertise, and helping people at these at these moments of intersection that they have between a project that they want to do or an idea that they're looking for. So I think our our core value proposition is is super interesting and super inspiring to them. I mean, it's fair to say that you guys really uh, know your audience. Um, I guess how do you think about it? The demographic uh, overview, as it were, of who's watching, who's pinning. Uh, how granular can you get and, and how much value is there in there for, for partnerships and brands who, you know, and creators, of course, who, who want to sort of like connect with your audience? Again, we're seeing things, um, you know, in different categories at different levels of depth. So we, we call these like L1 to L5 interests. So you could take the food category and we can tell you, there's this many people who are interested in um, in food. We can tell you an L2 interest might be this many people interested in dinner. L3 might be this many people interested in chicken. L4 might be healthy chicken. And L5 might be, you know, some uh, some version of chicken, which is grilled chicken or baked chicken. So we can get down to a pretty <laughs> deep level of, of insights. Um, for our, our our for our partners, and we can help guide them on what are the emerging needs uh, for consumers. You know, real quick, I just want to ask this one question. It's a little bit off topic, but how do you view the metaverse playing out through the lens of Pinterest? You guys haven't disclosed anything. I'm not saying you guys are, but I'm kind of wondering, like, what are your thoughts in that arena right now? Because it is such a hot topic. It's interesting that there's like a, a big a big swirl around it right now, even though it's been around for quite some time. I do think that there's some compelling opportunities uh, in the future for, um, you know, advertisers, uh, for brands to have a, a digital presence. You know, it's possible that uh, you're, you're going to have this environment where you have a digital version of yourself. Now, listen, that opens up kind of all sorts of questions about, you know, is this good for humanity? What is this going to look like? Is this uh, something that's positive or, or is this something that's, that's, that takes away from the world? But I do think it's going to be meaningful. We're just going to need to navigate that very uh, gingerly. For Pinterest, you know, again, it's not a stretch to think that we're already kind of like a, a visual discovery uh, engine. And it's not a stretch to think about you know, just placing that experience in a new in a new environment. The app is the first stop on that journey, but I can imagine that. I could also imagine a a, a total opposite, you know, a physical manifestation of Pinterest. 
I, I find that very thoughtful, your response about like how we're going to have to navigate that ethically, because in my view, marketers are thinking like, well, how can I sell my virtual goods now in the metaverse and, you know, whether digital or physical and, and make that work out. But to your point, it is something that we are going to have to be thoughtful about and, and tread carefully. This is the last question, I think. You know, in 2020, Pinterest uh, reported that its ad revenue grew 48% year over year. I mean, that's a hell of a surge. And obviously, the pandemic and e-commerce and technology is driving that. And sort of as we're returning now to this post-pandemic economy, at least in many parts of the world, you know, how are you thinking about the future? What have you learned from this, this sort of surge? And where are you going? Yes, I think last year was, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, so sort of difficult year for the world, uh, for humanity, and um, and in that moment, um, for Pinterest specifically, you know, this kind of weird dichotomy is that people discovered and rediscovered the platform to help them through that that time, and so it just has changed the the type of of planning and the type of use of the platform. Um, but it's still it's still really robust, and so moving forward, I think the um, opportunity will be to kind of create that that creators ecosystem that we talked about before, so that the more the world's most inspiring people and content are on the platform, and that we kind of seamlessly integrate that shopping experience into it. I want to see Pinterest become a place where you can find that idea and then be able to shop that idea in one click. And I want the entire platform to be shoppable. Uh, and, you know, and in doing so, you know, uh, we want our brands, our partners, our advertisers to be a really important part of that because, you know, what, what they bring to the table is they could be that spark of an idea. They could be a creator themselves or they could help people fulfill the uh, the idea, realize that idea and get off of Pinterest and go do those things in their real life. And I think it's a very compelling value proposition for the industry um, because uh, in this environment, brands are additive. They're a utility in the context of what people are trying to accomplish. In fact, brands are just content. And so I think if we can help brands fit their products into people's lives and actually help people uh, ha live a better life as a result, I think that's a really meaningful purpose. And that's where we're going. And that's it for The Current. Stay tuned because next week, we'll have Paolo Provinciali, VP of Media and Data at Anheuser-Busch. And data in, in all of this is, is the secret weapon, right? It's the secret tool that allows you to reach the right people in understanding how to speak to them, to the things that are important to them. The Current is produced by Wonder Media Network. Our theme is by Loving Caliber. The Trade Desk team includes Cassie Crosby, Yvonne Sikic, Kat Vesey, and Elise Liffering. And remember, we want to be a, a place with the most inspiring uh, ideas and the most inspiring people sharing those ideas. I'm Damien. And I'm George. And we'll see you next week.